Emma Mae Dinkins here. This podcast is powered by the Converge Podcast Network. What is up? What is up, incredible, valued, and loved humans? I'm Emma Mae Dinkins, and I'm so honored and thankful that I get to welcome you to the Have You Heard podcast. Just to recap over the heartbeat of this podcast, Romans 10, 17 says that faith comes by hearing, that is hearing the word of Christ. And so I am so excited about today as we are going to go to the word. And my prayer is that it leads you to know God or that it deepens your faith in him. I pray that it blesses you, encourages you. And I am just really thankful y'all are here. So friends, without further ado, faith comes by hearing. So grab your headphones and let's Let's get into the word. Guys, I am honestly blown away that I'm even having this conversation in the form of a podcast right now because our guest today, Girl Defined Ministries, Kristen and Bethany, I literally would watch their YouTube videos when I was a junior in high school. Like, I remember sitting in the carpool parking lot waiting to pick my brother up from middle school, and I would get there early and just sit and watch them and listen to them teach the word, listen to them share the wisdom God had given them, like, and would just be so blessed by it as I would just learn about relationships and learn about the word and learn about how to grow in my walk with God. And I truly believe it helped. It helped encourage me to be where I am today. And now they're on the podcast. Kristen and Bethany, welcome. Aww, Yay! I love that. And you know, Emma, <laughs> you actually told me, you sent me a voice memo the other day telling me that story. And I hadn't heard that before. I didn't know that you, you know, I knew we were connected just as, you know, sisters in Christ and doing stuff online. But you told me that. And I was like, that's amazing. It's so cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. And here we are. The The world we live in is just amazing where we get to connect like that. It's so cool. We've never met in person, but I feel like we're, you know, best friends because uh, of the connection. <laughs> so thanks for having us on. Oh, absolutely. And guys, just to kind of give everybody a glimpse of who you are, I go on ahead and share with everybody like who y'all are and what you're about and why you're about what you're about and how you got here. Mm -hmm. Well, we're sisters and sorry, during this interview, you're probably not always going to be able to tell who's who because we sound (laughs) the same. So we'll try to clarify if it's important to know, but (laughs) yeah, so we're sisters and we actually grew up in a really big family. There are eight kids and five girls and we're the two oldest of the five girls and me, Kristen being the eldest (laughs) of the five. And so growing up, we saw just how important the influence of the older, you know, older girls influencing the younger girls and just that model of discipleship that we see in Titus too. And so we really took that seriously as we looked at our younger sisters and we were like, man, they're watching us. They're looking up to us. You know, what kind of examples are we being? Are we living out Christ-like lives? Are we pointing them to the word? Are we guiding them, you know, in a God-honoring way? And so that really convicted us personally. And then as we looked around and saw so many other young girls kind of looking up at examples, and so often they're looking up at examples in culture, celebrities, and kind of taking their cues. And we were like, man, there needs to be more, you know, women who are just a little bit older than the next generation who are saying, hey, girls, come on. God's design is so good. Let's look in his word. Let's learn about who he says we are, and let's define our lives according to him. And so we kind of had this passion that started stirring 
for that. And as we brainstormed and just talked like, man, we want to, we want to do more. What can we do? And so that's when the idea of Girl Defined came about. And we were like, oh, we could blog, you know, like back in the day, everyone was starting a blog. So we're like, we're going to start a blog. And so we did. And, you know, we just stuck with it. We were consistent. And our passion was really just helping younger women understand God's design for their lives. That was how it started. That's still our mission and our passion today, taking girls to the word, helping them become girls defined by the word and not girls defined by the world. And, you know, the little blog that we started, God blessed it. And that led to YouTube channel, which is how you found us. And then a publisher found us. And so the Lord opened the door for us to get a few books published, our first being Girl Defined. And that was just a dream come true, having a resource that we could say, hey, you know, we wish we could disciple all of these girls one-on-one, but we can't. But here's a resource that can really help you get started in learning about God's Mm -hmm. design for your life. So that's how it started. And here we are today, still doing the same thing, just in a little different format now with the podcast and traveling and speaking. Our team has grown and God has just been so gracious, but our heartbeat for why we originally started is still the same. That's amazing. Wow. And that's so important too, to always go back to your why, like, Mm -hmm. why am I doing what I'm doing? And wow. And how encouraging too, to know that y'all are like, your heart is to direct the hearts of girls to the word, because Mm -hmm. that is where we find our identity, our worth, our value. (laughs) That is how we know how we are defined. And I have come to find that when I don't know what is true, I'm going to believe that the lies are truth because I don't know any different. And how powerful, this is just incredible, of a ministry that y'all are understanding that, wow, the one who made me is the one who defines me. Mm -hmm. And all these girls all throughout the world are craving to know that they are loved and beautiful and who they truly are. And y'all have discovered where that's found. And now you're literally living your lives to lead them to find what you two have found. And I think that that's, that's literally like what God says. Like he says to go and teach all the things that I have commanded of you. Like all yeah. the things that we learn from the Lord, that we see in the Lord, that we taste in the Lord, like where does it go and yeah. and share it with other people? And mm-hmm. I just love, I love y'all's heartbeat behind everything that you do. Oh, well, you know, it's, as you're talking, Emma, I was thinking that we hear so much, especially for women about empowerment and, you know, just becoming these strong, bold, courageous women, but often that's filled with so much about self and what we've learned just even personally. And I know you probably feel the same way is that the more we understand God's word in a biblical way, not like a self-empowering way, we do feel more confident and empowered to live out God's design and to live for him. And we're willing to live in this world and be different and not be afraid of that. We're willing to say, Hey, like God's design is actually for my best. It's for your best. And instead of being ashamed or bashful, we feel like, wow, no, I want to pull other girls along with me. I want to live this way. Even if no one else is, I'm willing to swim against the stream. I'm willing to go against the flow because I know who my creator is. I know who my designer is. And so I think that listening to a podcast like yours and hearing messages like this is so empowering in a biblical way because it gives us that confidence. And I know for me, Bethany, it's been amazing really over the last couple of years to see myself grow in, I guess, like just strength from the Holy Spirit to say, you know, it doesn't, 
it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't, I don't have to keep up with everything that's that I see on social media. I don't have to keep up with, you know, this appearance of looking a certain way or being a certain way. Like that's not what matters. And so my hope really in this conversation is that girls will come to see like God's word and his, the power of the Holy spirit and just knowing him more will give you the courage, will give you the boldness to live this out. Cause I know it can be scary and I know it can feel like, but if I follow God, like the world's not going in that direction, how will I do it? And just have hope knowing that the truth will set you free and God's power will enable you to live this out. And that's our prayer for mm-hmm. everyone listening right now. Wow. Wow. And I I have a question because I know that everyone like walks in their own journey and takes ownership of their faith like at different times. And it's just, we all have a story that the Lord is glorified through. And I just think that's so cool. But like, have y'all always like had the word of God as your standard? Have, have you always had this mission to not only rest in the fact that God defines you, but communicate that with the world has, did you Mm. grow up in a Christian home or, um, Mm -hmm. and that's like always been something you've known and believed or when did that, like, when did y'all really claim your own faith in Christ and rest in the fact that God defines you? Mm. So yeah, we did grow up in a Christian family, which was such a blessing. Our parents are each first generation Christian. So they were some of the first in their family growing up to become believers. And then Mm. most everyone else in their families ended up accepting Christ. And so they, our parents met at Bible college and, you know, raised us from a young age, obviously to know the Lord, to look to the word, to understand the gospel. And so that was a part of our growing up life. But, you know, like any of us, there comes a point where you really have to make that decision of, is this actually what I believe for myself? Or is it just me kind of piggybacking on what my parents have always taught me, right? And so Mm -hmm. I know throughout high school, there's always like, especially that age, that pull of like, oh, just wanting to be cool and fit in and be popular and just do what everyone else is doing and just not stand out in any sort of weird way. And I know I remember personally wrestling with that and really coming to grips of like, okay, am I actually looking to God's word to define me? Or am I just kind of wanting to, wanting the easy life, wanting to go with the flow and do what feels good to me? And so wrestling with that. And I, you know, and it's like in my heart, I knew God's word was true. Like I'd been taught that I had seen that I had seen his, him, his working in so many lives. Like I knew it was true, but of course it's that heart wrestle of like, am I going to act on what I know is true? And I remember a huge turning point in my life was near the end of high school, maybe like shortly after I graduated, I can't remember exactly, but I had been approached by several different modeling agencies and they were asking me, you know, Hey, we want you to come and model for us. We think you'd be a great model and all this. And of course it sounds amazing. You know, you're this young woman, like what me, a model, like (laughs) that sounds awesome. Like, yeah, I want that. And you know, my parents, like they weren't totally for it just because they knew the modeling industry does have a lot of pitfalls. They were probably mostly actually against it. They were totally for it. They were kind of more like, ah, we don't really know about that. And, you know, looking back, I can see the wisdom of their concerns. Like it is a very hard industry to be a Christian. Um, and to hold on to your values. And so, but I was like, oh no, I just want this. Cause in my heart, I didn't realize I was searching for some kind of like better identity, I guess, something that would make me feel like I was truly beautiful or truly worth something. And so, but you know, in the moment, you don't really know this is all that's going on in your heart. And so I signed a one-year contract mm-hmm. and, you know, I was still committed to upholding some of the values I had. I wasn't like throwing everything out the door, but what I realized that first year or that year in the modeling industry is what I thought was going to give me like, like my whole identity, I was going to feel so confident, so empowered, um, you know, not insecure at all anymore. And it was actually the opposite because the more I looked to that, 
to be my identity, to define my worth and value, the more I looked mm-hmm. to the praise of man, essentially. So the praise of the people who would hire me for these different jobs, um, I became more and more discouraged. I honestly became more and more self-focused. I became more critical of everything about my body. Um, and, you know, just on a heart level, I felt way worse. I didn't feel way better. And so wow. after a year, I was like, man, I have bought into some serious lies about my worth, my identity, who I am in Christ and really what my purpose is as a woman. Like I have gotten really off track in my heart. And so I stepped away from that and I really took some time to examine um, where I was getting my definition for womanhood, where I was getting my definition for my identity, my worth and value. Was I truly fearing God and serving him or fearing man more? And I realized, oh, I am, yeah, I need to get back into the word more. And so after stepping away from that, I could see those lies more clearly. And for me, that was a pretty big turning point of, you know, I want to be a woman defined by God alone, first and foremost, and Mm -hmm. getting into his word. And that's really when I went on a journey of searching God's word and trying to learn more about like, what is biblical womanhood? What does it actually mean to be a modern girl defined by God's word? His word was written quite a while ago, but is still 100% relevant for us today. It's timeless. It's powerful. It changes and shapes our hearts and our lives. And so as I dug into God's design and saw the beauty of it, it's like, oh, like Bethany said earlier, the truth that sets you free. That was so true in my heart. And it was shortly after that, that that passion for wanting to help younger women understand his good design um, was when Bethany and I really started getting on that bandwagon of girl defined and discipling younger women and just trying to live out Titus too. And, you know, to this day, we're still very much on this journey. We have not arrived. We do not know everything, um, you know, like all of us, but we have seen God's word do powerful things in our lives and our hearts personally. So yeah, just sharing that message of God defined womanhood and and what the true hope of the gospel brings to each one of us. Wow. 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 What you said about how you wanted to know that you were worth something. You wanted to know that you had meaning, that you had value, that you mattered, mm. that you were seen. Not wanting those things in and of itself is not bad. Like we were made to know those things about ourselves. Mm-hmm, we were made mm-hmm. to find those things, but it's where we're going to look for them. And when you said that, it made me think of Psalm 23, 1, that the Lord is our shepherd and we lack no good thing in him. Like it's mm-hmm. only when we seek him that we truly find all of these things that we're looking for. It's just when we're looking in the world, it's not that we have a wrong like a a wrong wanting, but we have, we're having a wrong source by which we're looking for it to satisfy it. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's where so many of us go wrong. We have these desires and longings that can be met, but we look, you know, say it's, you want to feel loved, you want to feel known, you want to feel seen. And so you're like, okay, a boyfriend will give that to me. Or if Mm -hmm. I can just get married, whatever it is, you're like, okay, maybe just to have love, a love relationship, that's the answer, you know? And obviously when we look around, it seems like that's the height of what it means to be a person is to ultimately get this person, experience this ultimate sexual experience, and that will make me happy. But what we don't realize is that we need to get to like the root and the true, truest desire of our heart. And there's actually a passage in Psalm that I think is often taken out of context, but if you understand it rightly, it's actually very powerful. And it's Psalm 
37.4, which says, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And we think, oh, if I delight in the Lord, he'll give me, you know, that beauty I desire or that attention or all the followers I want or that boyfriend. But no, what are those things are only kind of like putting a bandaid on what we really, really want. So what we ultimately yeah. want is to be known, to be intimately known and to have complete satisfaction. And the only place we can find that is truly in Jesus. There's nothing else in this world that can ultimately give us the truest longings of our heart. And so we go to those temporary things like a boyfriend or chase after like Kristen modeling beauty, but ultimately those things can't satisfy. God didn't create us in a way that those things could ultimately satisfy. So if we truly go to the Lord and say, God, I want to be known by you. I want to know that you are my creator. You made me intimately in the depths, you know, and you knitted me together like you or you love me and you give me worth, you give me value. And when we understand that, then when we look out and we say, oh, I would love to get married, we're not looking to that thing to bring us our ultimate satisfaction. Or we can look in the mirror and get ready and say, wow, like I'm gonna celebrate this uh, body and this face that God gave me, but I'm gonna use it to serve him and I'm gonna use it for his glory, not to bring me this satisfaction of needing you know, a certain amount of attention. Um, so I think when we delight ourselves in the Lord, he will give us mm -hmm. the desires of our heart which is to be known, which is to have an identity in him, which is to be his daughter and to live for him. And that's where the true satisfaction and life is found. Friends, friends, this is truth filled and encouraging and powerful because it's constantly going back to the word. And I love it. I love it <laughs> so much. So much. Yes. I, I follow you guys on Instagram just because I love you. And I <laughs> love, there was a certain post that y'all shared recently. And it was like, the top of it was basically saying something along the lines of like a forever changing standard. And you mm -hmm. spoke on like, what was normal today, like it wasn't normal, like X amount of years ago and how mm. just standards change in cultures and standards change in different seasons and cha standards change um, in different times and in different decades. But how as Christian women, like we don't have to like be like a wave tossed to and fro by the wind and with the standards and be uncertain about our identity. Can y'all go into that a little bit with us today? Mm -hmm. Because I thought it was so powerful. Yeah. You know, it's so easy to get caught up in the latest whatever, the latest trends, the latest political movements, the latest thing that everyone's saying, this is the way, right? And there's always something new. There's always something that feels like, okay, everyone is chasing after this, you know, going in this direction. And it's never going to, it's always going to change, you know, five years from now, 10 years from now. And so the standard for everything, I mean, just think of something simple like beauty. We actually did some research on this and it was really interesting because if you evaluate the, the cultural standards for what is considered beautiful and you look back over the last hundred years, about every eight or 10 years yeah. or so, the standard for what is considered a beautiful woman has changed. And so there were seasons where to be extremely, extremely thin was what it meant to be beautiful. And then times in history where to have a very, like an hourglass Marilyn Monroe type of figure that was considered beautiful, different hair colors, different hairstyles, mm -hmm. um, you know, to be very athletically built. There's been seasons where that's what it means to be beautiful. And, you know, as women, if we're looking to the world standards for what it means to be truly beautiful, guess what? 
what? We're going to be chasing an ever-changing standard. And that is true when it comes to every single area of our lives, not just beauty, but our identity, where our worth and value comes from, what it means to be a successful woman. Mm -hmm. I mean, that one cracks me up because I think of today, what it means to be a successful woman. And then you think back in Bible times, like it's very different, you know, but what has not changed? And that is God's word. His word never changes. His standards never change. His identity for us as women, it never changes. And so, you know, we as women, I think every woman listening would say, yeah, I want to be a confident woman. I want to be a secure woman. And the only way that we can truly be confident and secure is if we stop looking to the world's messages, the world's version of what any of these things are, but instead look to God's word and say, you know, God, I trust you. Your word is timeless. Your word is constant. It never changes. You are my anchor. You are my rock. And so rather than looking to the crashing waves of society that are constantly Mm -hmm. ebbing and flowing, we look to God's word. That's where we find stability. That's where we find our anchor. And Psalm 8611 is such an awesome passage because it's like, it's really, it should be the cry of our hearts every single day, the prayer of our hearts. It says, teach me your way, O Lord, that I may walk in your truth unite my heart to fear your name. And I just love this passage. And this was actually the entire theme of the 2020 Girl Defined Conference that we had last year, because it's so true. Imagine as Christian women, if we woke up every day and we said, yeah, there's a lot of messages bombarding me in magazines, in movies, on social media, in my friend groups, at my school, in my work, I'm hearing a lot of different messages. They they sound compelling, but teach me your way, oh Lord, that I may walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name above all else. And if we approach life with that heart posture, that prayer of humility and say, God, show me your truth, no matter how honestly unpopular it is, how countercultural it is. Um, you know, we may get canceled for some things that we believe that we see in scripture. It doesn't matter. That is not what this life is about. And so asking God for the courage and the boldness and going to his word for our truth for the two of us Mm -hmm. that has given us so much confidence in the word. And yes, we're still growing and learning and reminding our hearts of this truth every single day. But the more we press into God's word and allow his word to be our anchor, the more stability and confidence we find in this life as Christian Mm -hmm. women. And, you know, just building on what Kristen said, um, there, there is that aspect, like we have to go to the word, but then I think we also have to ask ourselves, like, who am I living for? Like truly who, who am I, who is my audience? Like, who am I trying to please? And there's a passage in Galatians, Galatians 1.10, which says, am I now trying to win the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. And I think that first question for now, am I seeking the approval of man or of God is really a personal question we have to ask ourselves, you know, Mm, like when I get up in the morning, who am I living for? Whose approval am I seeking? You know, am I seeking that the approval of my friends or, you know, just social media, getting those likes or, you know, getting, being accepted on there? Am I seeking the approval of a boyfriend or a certain guy um, or just the approval of culture in general. And that one question, if you answer it honestly, it really will reveal so much of the driving force of why you live and what you're living for and why you make certain decisions. Because if you find yourself like, why do I always go with the flow? Like, why do I always give in? Why am I, you know, like, why am I believing this? You have to ask yourself, well, who are you living for? You know? And if you say, wow, Mm -hmm. I want to live for the approval of God alone, 
then that will make life so much more clear mm-hmm. because it's like, you know what? It really doesn't matter, you know, what that guy thinks about you or what those, if you're at school, what school schoolmates think about you, or if you are in uh, the workplace, what your, you know, coworkers think about you. Ultimately, that's not the most important thing. Or even what you think about yourself, that's really not the most important thing. When we go back to Galatians 1.10, we see we should be living for the approval of God alone and pleasing him, living for him should be our number one desire. And when we posture our hearts in that way and say, God, I am here for you. That is my purpose. You are my creator. And I want to live for your approval alone. And then we go to his word and we say, teach me your ways, O Lord, that I may walk in your truth. It completely like restructures Mm -hmm. the entire direction of our life. And so I think just waking up or just even right now, wherever you are listening to this, ask yourself that question, who am I living for? And that will be so revealing in the direction that you're walking. You're listening to the Converge Podcast Network. And now a message from one of our network supporters. Hey, today's episode is sponsored by our friends at Faithful Counseling. So let's get real for a second. Is there something interfering with your peace, robbing you of joy, preventing you from carrying God's yoke that is easy and his burden that is light that he intends for you to carry? He designed you to carry. Are you walking through something that's preventing you from achieving your goals? I know that for many of us, that can be anxiety, depression, fear, or even broken relationships that can be holding us back. But this is where Faithful Counseling comes in. Faithful Counseling is a worldwide counseling service that is making professional counseling accessible, affordable, and convenient so anyone and everyone can face life's challenges and can get help anytime, anywhere. Faithful Counseling offers four different ways to get connected to a licensed counselor. You can sit down for video calls, phone calls, live chats, or instant messaging. Every counselor on Faithful Counseling is licensed by their respective state board and has over 3,000 hours of experience. If you think that Faithful Counseling is for you, you can sign Sign up today and be matched with your counselor in 24 hours or less. Faithful Counseling is helping us live our healthiest lives in the comfort and safety of our homes. Be sure to check out Faithful Counseling at faithfulcounseling.com slash MMA slash. Wow. I, I was in class yesterday and my major at Liberty is Christian leadership with a focus in women's ministry. And mm. it's so cool that that's even a major, but I, yeah, was, I know, I know But I was sitting in my women's leadership class yesterday and we were like almost the entire time of class. We were talking about the power of prayer and the power of keeping in step with the Holy spirit and something that we were challenged with. And actually my future mom-in-law has also challenged me with this. And that is Asking the Holy Spirit, what lies have I come in agreement with? In Mm. what ways have I come in agreement with the enemy? And like genuinely not only asking that, but having a heart posture to listen and wait before the Lord. Why would he not want to reveal that to you? Like nothing is too hard for him. And if you're seeking him with all of your heart, he promises that you will find him. So asking him like, 
God, search my heart and know me. See mm. if there's any agreements with the whole, with the enemy that I have come into and show me what is actually true. Like show me what what is actually of you and what is not and correct my ways. And I think that that's something really powerful. It's so simple, but it's so powerful whenever we remember that because of Jesus, we can boldly approach God's throne of grace and ask for help in our time of need, no matter what time of day it is, no matter what, like, no matter what atmosphere we're in, like whether we just woke up, we're on our campus, we're in the grocery store, or we're about to sit down at a meal. Like it doesn't matter where we are, or what season we may be in. We can invite the Lord into that moment. Like he's with us. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. And, but how often do we forget to like call upon the name of the Lord and seek his face and pray to him? Like Paul emphasized this. He said, devote yourself to prayer, being watchful and thankful. And like the Lord will reveal to you, like asking him, God, am I seeking the approval of people? Am I seeking my worth in this world? Am I seeking the definition of my beauty and what these people have to say about me? And genuinely want to hear from God because he's the God of truth and clarity and peace. And so he will reveal that to you. And yet how often do we try and figure it out on our own? Or we, I know for me, I'll overthink my way into stuff and how often Mm -hmm. it would be so, it would be so much more just filled with peace if I were to pause and seek the face of the Lord on behalf of this situation. Amen. That's so good, Emma. You know, for me, Bethany, there was a time where I was believing a lot of lies and I didn't even realize it. Um, It was when I, you know, it was in my early mid twenties and I had had this dream that I would get married probably by the time I was like 19, 20, 21, and we would just have this perfect little life. And Kristen got married, you know, and she's just less than two years older than me. So I was like, my turn is next. I am <laughs> about to make this happen. Like, I'm sure it's going to happen. And, um, you know, the years went on and there were guys that were around, but it just, it was not God's timing. And I mm. struggled with that because I was like, this has been my dream. And really what I realized is that I had been believing so many lies about my worth, my purpose, um, just what I was, you know, what the purpose of my life was. And I really was believing the lie that I would be worth more if I had a boyfriend or if I had a husband. And I believed the lie that my life really wasn't beginning until that next season. And so I just kind of needed to spin my wheels and, you know, like, you know, be purposeful, but I'm really waiting out for this next season of life. Um, And it was, really difficult because, you know, in certain areas of life, we don't have much control over them. Well, we don't have like control truly over any, every life, but this one, it's like, okay, you know, I mean, you can try to take steps to make it happen, but you know, they're just, it was not happening for me. And I thought, you know, what's wrong? Like I'm outgoing. I'm people. <laughs> I'm not afraid to talk to guys. Like why can't I find someone that would be a good fit? And I remember, you know, Valentine's day after Valentine's day, just sitting there by myself and, you know, Kristen's been married now for years. And I'm like, wait, what is the problem? Like, God, don't you see this would be such a good thing? Like, don't you know that my (laughs) plan is so great? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Come on, God. Um, and I, God really brought me to a point where he, you know, just like, you know, in my heart, I was like, okay, what, 
what is the purpose of my life and what lies am I believing and who am I living for? And I realized I had this big revelation moment where I realized that my purpose in life is to live for God and to glorify him. And if I get married, my purpose remains the same. Yes, my circumstances and how I live that out will change, um, but my purpose remains the same. And so I had to ask myself, like, okay, do I really want to serve God and glorify him and live for him in this life? Or do I only want to do that under my rules and the way that I want? Because I really want to get married, but God is clearly not bringing that into my life right now. So I, do I really want to live for him? Um, and actually that thought and really sitting in that and praying in that and wrestling over that and crying over that um, really freed me up so much because this was kind of in my mid to late twenties now. And I realized, wow, my purpose is to glorify God and know my season, this lie that I believe in that I would be worth more if I had a husband or I would be worth more if I had, you know, a boyfriend or my, I would just have more purpose, even though those things are good, wonderful, beautiful things. And marriage is such a beautiful covenant and gift from God. That's not the ultimate purpose of life. The ultimate purpose is to live and glorify him and tell others about him. And God showed me that I could do that right where he had me. And even if I were to be single for the rest of my life, he could use me to glorify him. And I'm telling you that I wow. really came to the point by God's grace where I was totally accepting of the fact that, you know what? I could be single for the rest of my mm. life and I'm okay with that because I have so much joy and life serving God right where he has me. And I got so busy just living for God and serving him. And yes, I mm. still wanted marriage. I wasn't just like this now superhuman where I didn't <laughs> care anymore, but I stopped believing the lies that that's where my purpose and worth and identity was found. And God freed me up so much to live for him. And I'm so grateful for that. And eventually he did bring an amazing man into my life. Someone who I had known actually for a long time, but <laughs> never thought was an option, but he really changed my heart. And I did end up getting married at 30, which was a lot later than my, you know, 19, 20, 21 high school dream. But I see now like, wow, I'm so grateful for God's mercy in my life that he exposed mm. those lies that I was believing and gave me such freedom to truly live for him. And like you're saying, Emma, like we don't have to figure it all out on our own. We can go to God and pray and ask him like, God, please mm -hmm. reveal to me what lies am I believing? What, how am I living that is not pleasing to you? And so that's not something we just have to know. We can spend time praying and being in the word and, and just ask Asking God to reveal that to us because he wants to, he wants us to walk in truth. He wants mm -hmm. us to walk in freedom so we can fully live for him. Um, so I would just encourage you as you're listening to maybe figure out a time, maybe it's this weekend or maybe tonight where you can just take a few hours that are set aside, call it like a mini sabbatical, if you will, <laughs> and just take some time with your prayer journal, with your Bible, get some worship music and just spend some time with the Lord and ask him, cry out to him and ask him to show you if there are any lies that you are believing so that you can find that true freedom so that you yeah. can fully live for him right where he has you. Yes. Cause that's what he wants. And uh, it makes me think of a sweet Sadie Robertson. Now Sadie Huff, a part of her story is a lot about like how the Lord revealed, revealed his security and his confidence and his peace in the midst of um, circumstances that, could like very well bring a lot of fear. And she mm -hmm. is so beautifully like just will let the Lord lead her in sharing that story. But something I will never forget her sharing was how for the longest time she would pray for her circumstance to change. Mm -hmm. She would, ch she would pray that like 
whatever was going on around her, that that would change that way. Like she wouldn't be afraid. But the reality is, is God promises that in this world, we will have trouble. Mm. He, like it's a guarantee. Yes. yes. She said that the, whenever a shift took place was whenever she stopped focusing on asking God to change her circumstance. And she started asking God to change her heart. And it's not a bad mm. thing, of course, to like pray for your circumstances to change. Like I'm currently praying that God doesn't allow it to rain on my wedding day. Can I get it? Like, <laughs> yes. uh-huh. like, yes. God cares about the details. Like he cares about the details yeah. even more than we do. So it's not bad to pray for that. But I think the posture that she communicated that was so powerful instead of yeah. praying for your circumstances to change, instead of praying for standards to change, instead of praying for expectations people have of you to change, ask the Lord to change your heart, like from the inside out. Therefore, no matter what circumstance you're walking in, like you don't have to be shaken by that circumstance because you're mm-hmm. steadfast in him. And it made me think of this, um, this post that y'all shared recently and you were talking about um, a woman who like has found the, I'm just going to read it because it's so good. Yeah, You said the woman um, who has found the secret to becoming a truly bold, brave, and powerful woman, you wanted to share it with us. And you said the secret of this woman is this, her entire identity is found in Christ alone. He is her rock. He is her strength. He is her goal. He is her focus. He is her joy. He is her prize. He is her peace. He is her comfort. He is her hope. He Mm. is her foundation. He is her security. He is her example. He gives her power. He gives her boldness. He makes her brave. He gives her true and lasting beauty. He transforms her to be like himself. He is strong when she is weak. He gives her breath and life. Mm. He is the reason that she lives. And I thought it was so powerful because in nowhere in there did you say her circumstance was why yes. she was the way she was. And mm-hmm. that's just such a reigning truth that God gives us the feet like a deer so we can stand on great heights. And he makes our feet secure and he keeps our hearts steadfast and promises that he will not permit the righteous to be shaken. But that's that doesn't mean that we're going to be in a rocking boat in the middle of the sea sometimes. That doesn't mean that like we may be in a season of singleness longer than we thought. That doesn't mean that people may think of us in ways that we wish they didn't think. Like we'll still mm. face th- things like that, but there's a totally different approach to it whenever we know like who defines us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen to all of that. A verse that came to my mind when you were reading was a verse that's actually been my theme verse for the past, I don't know how many years, but um, some some of your listeners may know, you may know that I've gone, walked through a long season of infertility, recurrent miscarriage, and I'm still in that journey. And, you know, my husband, Zach and I have been married for almost 10 years. And this is not the story I ever imagined I would walk in. You know, when you get married, you're young, you have all these hopes and dreams and you kind of, without realizing it, you just imagine your life turning out a certain way. And rarely do you imagine it with any sort of trials, which is a guarantee in this life. But you just imagine it's going to unfold one step after another, one season rolling beautifully into the next season without any hiccups. And my life turned out to be quite different. And God really took me on a journey of exactly what you're saying of 
where is my hope and and is my heart and my my life determined by these really they're very challenging circumstances there was a lot of grief a lot of sorrow and god walked with me through that and um you know there were times where i felt far away from god where i felt like i was questioning god's character is he really good does he really see me does he really love me you know questions i think all of us wrestle with in different seasons especially the really hard seasons and i went to god's word and i just studied his character was like my heart feels like it is just like a crazy heart right now. I need the constant truth of the Lord's character. And so I spent 30 days studying the names and attributes of God. And every single day I would pick one attribute or name and I would study it. And then I would wow. thank God for that constant um, character of his that never changes. And then I would pray, thanking God for that character. And I'm telling you after 30 days, I mean, my circumstances didn't change. My problems, you know, they didn't go away. My longings were still there, but God completely changed my heart and helped me to hope in him and his steadfast love in his goodness in his strength and grace in the midst of the valley you know when we walk through valleys god doesn't leave us he's right there by our side um so yes we're in a hard season but god is right there with us and that's why we're not afraid that's why we can move forward and we can walk through what feels like some serious darkness and that's how it felt for me um but the verse that became my anchor throughout this season in the midst of hard circumstances still to this day as i speak right now still in it still trusting god but it's isaiah 20 Six, three, and it says, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind mm-hmm. is stayed on you because he trusts in you. And we all long for peace, right? Especially in the hard, when it's really hard, we long for that peace. And God, in this verse, he's not, like you're saying, he's not saying anything about our circumstances changing, but he's saying, he's promising us that you, God, will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. And that's the key to all of this, regardless of whether or not my circumstances ever change and my my unfulfilled longings become fulfilled. I'm trusting God with that, but I have seen God work incredible peace in my heart as I've set my mind on him and trusted mm-hmm. in him. And um, it's just made this journey um, you know, still very hard, but I have found so much um, just an anchor in the Lord that I never thought possible. I, I knew it theologically, but now I've experienced it for real. And so Isaiah 26, 3 is just such a good reminder that as we set our hope on the Lord, um, He will give us that trust in Him in the midst of the hard. Friend, I love you. I love Aww. you so much. I, wow, I, that led me to think of a, a conversation I was having recently in we were talking about forgiveness in some mm. this I know this may seem like I'm going on a rabbit trail, but I promise it's coming <laughs> back to what you, you yeah, go so for incredibly it. shared. Um we were talking about forgiveness and how sometimes I can be the like least forgiving person ever. And what I mean by that <laughs> is toward me. Like mm. I I will quickly like forgive somebody, but when it comes to forgiving Emma that's a harder journey for me. And I can just sometimes be really hard on myself. And that's been a big part of my story is the Lord teaching me how to rest in his grace. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, I was on a phone call with someone and she challenged me and I just have been thinking on it all week long. And she said, Emma, it's one thing to know that you're going to mess up. It's another thing to accept it. And I really, it's so simple, but I just thought, wow, it's one thing to know that I'm forgiven, but it's another thing to actually accept it. Mm -hmm. It's one thing to know that I'm loved. 
It's another thing to accept it. It's one thing to know that I'm not going to do everything perfectly. It's another thing to accept it. What you were just saying, it's one thing to know that God is my peace, that God is trustworthy. Like I know it in my head, but it's another thing to experience it and accept it and rest in it as authoritative and reality. And wow, it just, it makes me think of taste and see that the Lord is good. Like go experience him for yourself. Like go and seek him and find him because he's not intimidated by our searching of him. And he wants to Mm -hmm. show us how trustworthy he really is. And when we accept it beyond just a head knowledge, it's so pivotal. (laughs) Yes, that's actually the key. And that's exactly what I was wrestling with is I know this in my head. I've been taught this my whole life. And, you know, I had never honestly, until that point where I was like at my lowest low after my third miscarriage, I had never Mm -hmm. come to a place in my heart where I was honestly Question, like struggling to believe that God's character was what it, what, who he says he is in his word. Cause I'd always just accepted it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe that for sure. Um, but in that moment where I was like, oh, feeling like maybe God isn't so good because of my circumstances, I was faced like head on. I had a, a choice to make. Am I going to believe who God says he is, what he says about me, about his plans, about his, um, the truth about the trials that we walk through, but the truth about his grace that will sustain us in the midst of the trials. Do I truly believe these things or have I just been, you know, believing it because it's been easy, but now that it's hard, what is my choice going to be? And, you know, that's why I had to just sit in the character of God for those 30 days, just one day after another, because, you know, in our flesh, we're weak. Like in our Mm -hmm. flesh, we, we turn away from the Lord. We turn away from him. Like Adam and Eve, we choose our own way. Um, so going to God and saying, even saying, God, I'm weak. I don't even feel like I want to believe what I'm seeing in your word, would you give me the grace to believe this? Would you give me the strength to believe this? Because right now I feel so weak. I feel like this is not the path I want to walk. And I I remember being so honest and vulnerable with God. I mean, he sees everything in my heart, but for me to say that and then say, God, give me the strength to believe what your word says is true. Help me to make your word the authority speaking into my life rather than my feelings speaking into my heart. And yes, like you're saying, we have to make that choice to believe that God is who he says he is. And if when he says we're forgiven, we believe it. When he says we are loved, we believe it. When he says he has a plan and purpose for us, that he's working all things out for our good and his glory, even the hard, we have to believe it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm so glad that you pointed that out. Wow. And I am so appreciative for what you have shared, for what both of you have shared, because y'all, y'all shared like things that have been tough, but no matter what Mm -hmm. you have shared in our conversation today, you've constantly pointed back to the glory of God. You've constantly, it like brings me to tears. You've pointed back to his word. You've pointed back to his faithfulness. You've pointed back to him. And I just think that that's just absolutely phenomenal because it's what Mm -hmm. we were, like what we said at the beginning, it's what we were made for. We were made, it's our purpose. Like what Bethany said, it's our purpose. We were made to glorify God and to, and to live for him. And Mm -hmm. I just think this is such a relatable conversation because y'all are sharing like joyful and and real things like joyful meaning because the joy of the Lord is our strength and it's found in his presence. But the only way I can see that is a place of joy is because of him, not because of all the yes. circumstances I go through sometimes because y'all are sharing some real 
tough stuff. And I just Mm. pray that those listening can see like, wow, wow. Even when I'm going through something that is grieving or I'm going through something that's, that's difficult. Like I can consider it pure joy. I can find rest. I can be at peace because I'm fixing my mind on the Lord. And, Mm. um, and so I'm just really encouraged by you guys. Is there, is there anything else that y'all would like to leave these incredible people listening with Mm -hmm. anything you'd like to a final a final word for the day (laughs) (laughs) a final word for the girls well you know I just Mm -hmm. want to encourage you as you're listening I know it can feel like I'm the only one or I'm so alone or maybe you don't know anyone else who is going in that direction I just want to encourage you to know like the three of us you know Emma Bethany and Kristen like we are here with you we are linking arms from a distance with you and so don't give up when you feel like you're the only one know that there are other sisters in Christ across the world, cheering you on, praying Mm -hmm. for you. And, you know, you can reach out to us on our website, Girl Defined, or through social media. I know you can reach out to Emma um, and you can, you know, link arms with other Mm -hmm. girls who are going in the same direction. And for the two of us, that has been so helpful and so encouraging to know like, okay, I'm not in this alone. I have the Lord, but I also have sisters in Christ who are going to be there for me, who are going to pick me up when I am down or discouraged. And so stay plugged in, stay connected. Um, You know, we would love for you to join us over at girldefined.com, anywhere on social media at girldefined, where you can be encouraged in your walk with the Lord, where you can be reminded that you're not alone. Because I think there is just so mm-hmm. much power in community. Obviously, God created us to be within community, within the church. And so don't neglect that because there is truly so much power mm-hmm. within that. Mm, yes. Y'all, y'all, thank you. And I'm just going to second what she just said. I highly encourage anyone listening to go and follow along on all of the socials and, and order the books because these girls will just direct you back to the word of God. And that's the best thing that you could be directed to. And so, yes, yes, please go follow them and what the Lord is leading them to share with you guys, because it's such a gift. And friends, y'all just know that we love you, know that you matter, know that you are valued and pursued and I'm just so thankful for your life. Be sure and rate and sub- and subscribe and review and share with your people. Do all the things. And <laughs> know that you are just, you mean so much to me. You really, really do. Y'all have an incredible week and I'll talk to you next time. I pray blessings and encouragement and a deepening of faith over your life today. Be sure to subscribe, rate, give reviews, and go share this episode with all of your people so that we can continue to build our community and build our faith. Thank you for tuning in to the Have You Heard podcast, and don't forget how awesome you are. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network.